Benjamin Netanyahu is on a lightning trip to Moscow, accompanied by his top generals, in a sign of Israel's growing concern over Russia's increasing military presence in Syria. I'm Shona Jenkins, and on the line with me is the Financial Times Jerusalem correspondent, John Reed to discuss Israel's concerns. Hi, John. What is the purpose of Benjamin Netanyahu's trip to Moscow? The purpose of the trip is twofold. It was basically, as far as we can gather, decided after news leaked of Russia's large military deployment of men and weapons into Syria, into the Latakia area. Israel has a a long-standing concern about what it calls game-changing weapons falling into the hands of Hezbollah, its archenemy based in southern Lebanon, which, as you know, are fighting alongside the Syrian government in the war. The first concern is that Hezbollah does not get its hands on advanced um, anti-aircraft missiles, radar equipment, similar things that it could use against Israel. The second concern, Israel has indeed struck since 2013 um, half dozen or so times into southern Syria to prevent weapons convoys or weapons stores that it, it thought were falling into Hezbollah's hands. Now, it never has acknowledged these strikes, but it's kind of done so with a wink and a nod and anonymously. The concern is that if Israel needs to strike again, that it not clash with Russia's forces in the region. So there's an element to which this trip is about coordinating any future military activities with Russia to avoid such a clash. Now, Syria is a multi-front civil war, extremely brutal, as we all know. But how would Russia be able to reassure Israel over its weapons not falling into Israel's enemies' hands, such as Hezbollah? They've given sort of verbal assurances. Putin said today on the occasion of the visit, he said, our main goal is to defend the Syrian state. He said he understood Israel's concerns and had no intentions of, you know, arming Hezbollah. So they've given sort of verbal assurances. This may or may not be enough for Israel. Do Israel and Russia generally have good relations? Are they fairly close or have they had problems together in the past? They have had problems, but it's an interesting, very pragmatic relationship. When Russia annexed Crimea and then intervened in eastern Ukraine last year, Israel remained silent. And in turn, Russia, when Israel was fighting its last war in the Gaza Strip last summer, kept its criticism of Israel very restrained. There are about one million Israelis from Russia and other former Soviet countries here in Israel, and um, they do have sort of close ties So do you think that the two countries' militaries are close enough that they could prevent, for instance, some kind of incident in Syria where the two armies could clash inadvertently? That's a good question, and that's really the big question now. Netanyahu said that the purpose of his visit was to, quote, make sure that there is no misunderstanding between our forces, unquote. And presumably, if we take Russia at its word that its main goal there is defending Syria, then they can and will coordinate closely. But again, it's a very tight, very small border area, and Israel has struck several times in southern Syria since 2013. So, you know, what happens in the heat of battle is anyone's guess. Where does Israel itself stand on the Syrian civil war? Israel's official position is neutral. It has essentially stayed out of the fighting, at least formally, since it began in 2011. Israel's military has treated some severely wounded rebels from the battlefield over the past three years. It has been accused by the Druze minority here of wittingly or not 
abetting the al-Qaeda-affiliated al-Nusra front because some of the fighters that it treated inevitably were rebels, but formally it stayed out of the war. I think its main concern is ensuring its own security. What it's worried about is Hezbollah forming a a new front um, with Iran on the Golan Heights, and it's seeking to ensure that there aren't more weapons or, or men up on the frontier. Has Israel taken any measures on the ground, as far as we're aware, just as a precaution on that front? Has it sent more troops up to the Golan? Not that we're aware of. They don't talk about troop deployments, and there's nothing on that front I'm aware of. And does Israel have any, I mean, they have stayed sort of neutral, but have they said anything about whether or not Bashar al-Assad should stay, or given any signal that they might get involved in the fight against the Islamic State in uh, Syria and the Levant or ISIS? They have stayed out of the civil war in terms of taking sides, taking positions. There have been at various points during the war unsourced reports from here in Israel from unnamed security officials to the effect that Israel would prefer Assad to stay in power as the devil that they know. What's interesting is the government then knocked these back in no uncertain terms. And if you look at the rather belligerent language that Netanyahu is using about Assad's alliance with Iran and with Hezbollah, I do find that very hard to believe. And we do have to take the word for it that they're not backing any particular group in this war. Okay, John, thank you very much for that. I'm sure we'll be talking about this issue again in the coming weeks and months. You're welcome. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you might like to try our World Weekly podcast, which is presented by me, Gideon Rachman, the FT's chief foreign policy commentator. Each week I discuss one of the main political stories of the week with the FT's overseas correspondents and experts, and you can find our latest show at ft.com slash podcasts from Wednesdays. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.